Welcome to A Critical Faith, a podcast of sermons from First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I am Pastor Sue Collar. We are a church where faith is nurtured, curiosity encouraged, diversity welcomed, and all are loved. We are also a church that is deeply in love with our neighbors, and we seek to make a positive difference in people's lives and partner with them for a better world. The sign of a good sermon is that you leave thinking about what you've just heard and maybe even a bit uncomfortable. For none of us is perfect, and we all have room to grow in understanding, in faith, and in practice. A Critical Faith Sermons can be found in video form on our website, fpclincoln.org slash worship slash sermons. Today's podcast is a little different from normal. Today is Palm Sunday, and instead of a sermon, we did a reader's theater version of the Passion Story, from Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem to his death on a cross. This was produced as a video because we are all under physical distancing guidelines due to the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks to one of our members who took our video clips and put them together into one that actually made sense. I invite you to listen to this story and consider the questions we have at the end. And now, Mark chapters 14 and 15 from the New Living Translation. It was two days before the Passover observance, the annual Jewish holiday of unleavened bread. The chief priests and other Jewish leaders were still looking for an opportunity to arrest Jesus secretly and put him to death. But you can't do it during the Passover or there will be a riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany, at the home of Simon the leper. During supper, a woman came in with a beautiful flask of expensive perfume. Then breaking the seal, she poured it over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant among themselves about this waste, as they called it. Why, she could have sold that perfume for a fortune and given the money to the poor. Leave her alone. Why berate her for doing a good thing? You always have the poor among you, and they badly need your help. And you can aid them whenever you want to, but I won't be here much longer. She has done what she could, and has anointed my body ahead of time for burial. And I tell you this, in solemn truth, that wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and praised. Then Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, went to the chief priests to arrange to betray Jesus to them. When the chief priests heard why he'd come, they were excited and happy and promised him a reward. So he began looking for the right time and place to betray Jesus. On the first day of the Passover, the day the lambs were sacrificed, his disciples asked him where he wanted to go eat the traditional Passover supper. He sent two of them into Jerusalem to make the arrangements. As you are walking along, you will see a man coming toward you carrying a pot of water. Follow him. At the house he enters, tell the man in charge, Our master sent us to see the room you have ready for us, where we will eat the Passover supper for this evening. He will take you upstairs to a large room, all set up. Prepare our supper there. So the two disciples went on ahead into the city, and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover. 
In the evening, Jesus arrived with the other disciples. And as they were sitting around the table eating, Jesus spoke. I solemnly declare that one of you will betray me, one of you who is here eating with me. A great sadness swept over them, and one by one they asked him, Am, am I the one? It is one of you twelve eating with me now. I must die, as the prophets declared long ago. But oh, the misery ahead for the man by whom I am betrayed. Oh, that he had never been born. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and asked God's blessing on it, and broke it in pieces and gave it to them. Eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood, poured out for many, sealing the new covenant between God and humanity. I solemnly declare that I shall never again taste wine until the day I drink a different kind in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. All of you will desert me, for God has declared through the prophets, I will kill the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. That after I am raised to life again, I will go to Galilee and meet you there. I will never desert you, no matter what the others do. Peter, before the cock crows a second time tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times. No, not even if I have to die with you. I'll never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. And now they came to an olive grove called the Garden of Gethsemane. Sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him and began to be filled with horror and deepest distress. My soul is crushed by sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. He went on a little further and fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might never come. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take away this cup from me, yet I want your will, not mine. Then he returned to the three disciples and found them asleep. Simon, asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Watch with me and pray, lest the tempter overpower you. For though the spirit is willing enough, the body is weak. And then he went away again and prayed, repeating his pleadings. Again he returned to them and found them sleeping, for they were very tired. And they didn't know what to say the third time he returned to them, he said, Sleep on, get your rest. But no, the time for sleep has ended. Look, I am betrayed into the hands of wicked people. Come, get up, we must go. Look, my betrayer is here. And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the disciples, arrived with a mob equipped with swords and clubs sent out by the chief priests and other Jewish leaders. Judas had told them, I'll know which one to arrest when I go over and greet him. Then you can take him easily. So as soon as they arrived, he walked up to Jesus. Master, he exclaimed, and embraced him with a kiss. Then the mob arrested Jesus and held him fast. But someone pulled a sword and slashed at the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. Am I some dangerous robber that you come like this? armed to the teeth to capture me? Why didn't you arrest me at the temple? I was there teaching every day, but these things are happening to fulfill the prophecies about me. 
Meanwhile, all his disciples had fled. There was, however, a young man following along behind, clothed only in a linen nightshirt. When the mob tried to grab him, he escaped, though his clothes were torn off in the process so that he ran away completely naked. Jesus was led to the high priest's home, where all of the chief priests and other Jewish leaders soon gathered. Peter followed far behind and then slipped inside the gates of the high priest's residence and crouched beside a fire among the servants. Inside, the chief priests and the whole Jewish Supreme Court were trying to find something against Jesus that would be sufficient to condemn him to death. But their efforts were in vain. Many false witnesses volunteered, but they contradicted each other. Finally, some stood up to lie about him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days I will build another made without human hands. But even they couldn't get their story straight. Then the high priest stood up before the court and asked Jesus, Do you refuse to answer this charge? What do you have to say for yourself? To this Jesus made no reply. Are you the Messiah, the Son of God? I am, and you will see me sitting at the right hand of God and returning to earth in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes. What more do we need? Why wait for witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? And the vote for the death sentence was unanimous. Then some of them began to spit at him, and they blindfolded him and began to hammer his face with their fists. Who hit you that time, prophet? And even the bailiffs were using their fists on him as they led him away. Meanwhile, Peter was below in the courtyard. One of the maids who worked for the high priest noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely. You were with Jesus the Nazarene? I don't know what you're talking about. Just then, a rooster crowed. There he is. There's that disciple of Jesus. A little later, others standing around the fire began saying to him, You are too one of them, for you are from Galilee. Peter began to curse and swear. I don't even know this fellow you're talking about. And immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Early in the morning, the chief priests, elders, teachers of religion, the entire Supreme Court met to discuss their next steps. Their decision was to send Jesus under armed guard to Pilate, the Roman governor. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say. Then the chief priests accused him of many crimes. Why don't you say something? What about all these charges against you? But Jesus said no more, much to Pilate's amazement. Now it was Pilate's custom to release one Jewish prisoner each year at Passover time, any prisoner the people requested. One of the prisoners at that time was Barabbas, convicted along with others for murder during an insurrection. Now a mob began to crowd in toward Pilate, asking him to release a prisoner as usual. How about giving you the king of the Jews? Is he the one you want released? For he realized by now that this was a frame-up, backed by the chief priests because they envied Jesus' popularity. 
but at this point the chief priest whipped up the mob to demand the release of Barabbas instead. But if I release Barabbas, what shall I do with the man you call your king? Crucify him! Why? What has he done wrong? They only roared the louder. Crucify him! Then Pilate, afraid of a riot and anxious to please the people, released Barabbas to them, and he ordered Jesus flogged with a lead whip and handed him over to be crucified. The Roman soldiers took him into the barracks of the palace, called the entire palace guard, dressed him in a purple robe, and made a crown of long, sharp thorns and put it on his head. Then they saluted. Hail, King of the Jews! And they beat him on the head with a cane and spat on him and went down on their knees to worship him. When they finally tired of their sport, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him again and led him away to be crucified. Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country just then, was pressed into service to carry Jesus' cross. Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. And they brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, Golgotha means skull. Wine drugged with bitter herbs was offered to him there, but he refused it. And then they crucified him and threw dice for his clothes. It was about nine o'clock in the morning when the crucifixion took place. A signboard was fastened to the cross above his head announcing his crime. It read, the King of the Jews. Two robbers were also crucified that morning, their crosses on either side of him. And so the scripture was fulfilled that said he was counted among evil men. People jeered at him as they walked by and wagged their heads in mockery. Ha! Look at you now! Sure, you can destroy the temple and rebuild in three days. If you are so wonderful, save yourself and come down from the cross. The chief priests and religious leaders were also standing around joking. He's quite clever at saving others, but he can't save himself. Hey there, Messiah, you king of Israel, come on down from the cross and we'll believe you. Even the two robbers dying with him cursed him. About noon, darkness fell across the entire land, lasting until three o'clock that afternoon. Then Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? Some of the people standing there thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. So one man ran and got a sponge and filled it with sour wine and held it up to him on a stick. Let's see if Elijah will come and take him down. Then Jesus uttered a loud cry and dismissed his spirit. The curtain in the temple was split apart from top to bottom. When the Roman officer standing beside his cross saw how he dismissed his spirit, he exclaimed, Truly, this was the Son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph, Salome and others. They and many other Galilean women who were his followers had ministered to him when he was up in Galilee. 
and they'd come with him to Jerusalem. This all happened the day before the Sabbath. Late that afternoon, Joseph from Arimathea, an honored member of the Jewish Supreme Court who personally was eagerly expecting the arrival of God's kingdom, gathered his courage and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so he called for the Roman officer in charge and asked him. The officer confirmed the fact, and Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth, and taking Jesus' body down from the cross, wound it in the cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb, and rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Were you there when they crucified Christ? Were you there when he rode into town to the cries of Hosanna? What were you doing that Sunday? What were you doing that Friday? For this week, reflect on the meaning of Christ's suffering and death for you, which comes so quickly after the joy and pomp of Palm Sunday. Remember and reflect on the great and simple picture of the cross, the loneliness, the sacrifice, the love, the forgiveness. Let us acknowledge that we continue to crucify Christ, each one of us, by our actions or lack of action. And let us dedicate ourselves anew in faith and service realizing that only as we share in the suffering of God's children in the world shall we share in the sufferings of Christ instead of adding to them. Go in peace, knowing that as we enter this holy week, God goes with us.